I'm Sally Garozzo and welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast. This is the place to be to get some answers and to feel supported along this very bumpy journey. It's my mission to help perimenopausal women go from feeling anxious, alone and confused to feeling positive, informed and connected. So even though you might be at your wit's end right now, your menopause has the power to be so transformative that it can actually turn out to be one of the best times in your life. But did you know that menopause education is not just for the over 50s? The sooner we learn about it, the better. So please share this podcast with your 35 plus year old friends. I'm Sally Garozzo and I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, a singing teacher and a perimenopause coach and I cannot wait for you to get stuck into this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and let's get started. Hi everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Menopause Mindset. I'm really excited about doing this. Do you know I've been procrastinating about getting this podcast started for quite a while now and I'm starting this in the midst of the coronavirus. Um, It's week two of lockdown and you know I was thinking no more excuses. Come on Sally you've got plenty of time now so let's get this started. And you know what? It also got me thinking, menopause doesn't stop for a pandemic. You know, we have these bodies, us women, and the clock keeps ticking. So even though the world around us looks like everything's come to a standstill, all the events are not happening, the shops are shut, there's not much movement going on, our cycles are still going. And in that sense, you know, menopause will always be relevant. So I wanted to spend this episode episode just telling you a little bit about how it all came about and a little bit about my own personal journey, my own personal menopause journey, because I think it's quite nice for you to get to know me as a host. And I'm really looking forward, actually, to opening up this space to having more and more conversations with other menopause experts. So it's not just going to be about me. The first few episodes, um, I'm going to be telling you about... Um, stuff that I know and then I'm going to bring in some experts who can expand on the conversation because it's always useful to have other people's perspectives. So who am I then? Well from the intro you'll know that I'm a hypnotherapist, I'm a singing teacher with an avid interest in perimenopause and I decided to become a hypnotherapist in 2017 because I was looking for that extra bit of um I don't know what you call it, technique and skill to help my singing students with. I, you know, a lot of my singing students were coming to me with um, certain blocks. They couldn't get over certain blocks that were holding them back from opening their voice up and really singing with ease and flow and confidence. And they were extremely self-conscious. So I was looking for, for something And I found rapid transformational therapy and I trained in it and I got way, way more than I bargained for because if any of you are therapists who are listening, you know that as a therapist, you have to do the inner work yourself before you can really help other people. So I spent a good few years doing that and had a couple of nervous breakdowns on the way, as you do. So, you know, I have been in the gutter, (laughs) not a very nice place to be. But, you know, as a result, I have learned so much about myself, my behaviours 
And there's a reason why this podcast is called The Menopause Mindset, because, you know, my favorite subject is actually mindset. I have been what you would call a spiritual person um, for many, many years. You know, I picked up my first Louise Hay book at age 14. I'm now 44. So I've been on a real spiritual journey. And I think that is why the mindset stuff is my sort of number one love. And I realized that in order to get through the perimenopause with the right lifestyle interventions, I actually needed a big mental reboot and I think it can actually be the missing link in a lot of menopause education you know we learn about the hormones we learn about the the wellness side of things but actually learning how your mind works is hugely important for this journey because your mind is the driver your mind is the thing that's going to help you make those habit changes it's going to help you do what you need to do to really shift those old habits and behaviors. But it's not just about that for me. It's actually about the childhood stuff as well. Because I think when we get into menopause, there's a huge opportunity to clear out past trauma. Trauma that we might have buried for a very, very, very long time. We might have just, you know, been self-soothing with cakes and wine and, you know, whatever our drug of choice is over the years. And then suddenly when we hit menopause, we just can't do that anymore because it makes us feel a darn sight worse. So we have to work at, you know, quitting those things to have a healthier menopause. And as a result, all of our childhood trauma has the opportunity to come to the surface. So for me, that is the angle I take as a professional working with perimenopausal women. I look at the emotional side of things, their mindset, And of course, I do know um, quite a bit about the hormones. I've learned myself, I've taught myself, but that's not my predominant facing angle. So it's quite an interesting um, angle to approach menopause with and something that I really, really hope that you will find very useful indeed. You know, I've been into some menopause groups on Facebook and a lot of people are talking about the mindset stuff so and the confidence stuff. Because I think at menopause, you know, we can really start to lose our confidence um, because, you know, maybe our looks are are not what they used to be, things are going south, you know, maybe we've got a bit of brain fog going on and we don't feel as sharp as we used to and so the confidence goes and mindset can really help with self-acceptance, self-love, self-soothing and really help to build that confidence muscle so that we can feel like we have something to offer and let me tell you, you know, menopausal women have got bucket loads of wisdom to offer and this is really about embracing it as well you know really really embracing the goods what is it that we know now we know so much more than we used to we have a totally different perspective than we used to so so I just want to tell you a little bit about my menopausal journey um so I'm 44 now um and when I was 37 I started feeling very different and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I thought it was my thyroid. I thought I was diabetic. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I had just moved to Brighton. I moved to Brighton at 35 and I moved down with my lovely guy and I was in Brighton studying music. 
that's why I'd come here. And the first year of BIM went great, loved it. And then during the um, summer break, I remember, I remember it so well. I was sitting at home at my parents' house and I went from sitting, I was rushing around and I went from sitting to standing and the whole room span and I just had this like massive anxiety attack and felt really weird. Blood sugar went all over the place and just felt like, God, you know, quick, I need, I need something to eat. I felt tired. I felt drained. Like all of those symptoms just came over me in one foul swoop. And you know what? They never left. Um, I mean, obviously they sort of, the intensity subsided, but the, um, they remained. I woke up literally every morning for the next five years with a feeling of just utter, anxiety um and then it sort of spiraled into things like palpitations not being able to get my heart rate down in the middle of the night night sweats um feeling agoraphobic getting so burnt out didn't what didn't understand what this feeling of burnout was you know i would kind of work really really hard to get essays and assignments done and i'd be um going to university I'll be doing gigs just with this overwhelming kind of stage fright and anxiety and then a day later I would just be absolutely wiped out with no energy whatsoever and I did not understand what was going on but it was this really sort of specific type of lethargy it felt like there was absolutely no energy in my behind my eyes there was no energy in any of my muscles. I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't work and go online. Um, yeah, so it was really, really weird. And then I started to get things like really achy joints. I was like, why are my joints aching? Like, this doesn't make sense. And then my periods got really painful. And I'd get this like bit of pain in my ovaries, um, you know, 14 days before my periods, not significant enough for the doctor to sort of do anything about, you know, that's a whole other story. I ended up with really sore boobs, you know, from sort of day 14 to to day one of my cycle. And I would go to the doctors, you know, with all of these different symptoms, you know, one symptom would seem to be worse than another at particular time. So I'd go to the doctors and they would sort of be sitting there scratching their heads. And every time I would get tested for thyroid, sugar, liver function, you know, all the kind of regular stuff. And they would come back, quote unquote, normal. And it was an absolute mystery to me what the hell was going on. And the other thing that happened was that I just stopped being able to tolerate alcohol. You know, I'd have one glass of wine and then the next day I would feel so hungover. I'm like, what is going on? I used to be able to have loads um, and I certainly couldn't eat, go out for a meal, eat a big meal and drink wine. You know, I would feel like I had this brick in my stomach. It would make me feel breathless and I could just, my diaphragm felt tight. I couldn't get the air into my, into my belly. It felt like I was short of breath. So there was definitely something digestive going on as well. So fast forward to 2017, I set up a night in Brighton called Inspiring Talks, which was a monthly event and it was brilliant. We always had a full house. We had speakers on every month um, and I was doing that alongside training to be a hypnotherapist 
And it really took its toll on me. It took its toll because I didn't know what was happening to me inside. I didn't know that this was perimenopause. And I just thought that I couldn't handle sort of being out in the world, even though I was getting up and doing public speaking. It was sort of terrifying me and I wasn't able to switch off. Now, I, you know, I'm, I've been a performer all my life, so getting up on stage has never really been a problem. But it started to become a problem because I was feeling so utterly exhausted and I would come home and I wouldn't be able to switch off. I'd have palpitations. I couldn't sleep. And then the insomnia kicked in. And ladies, oh my God, if any of you have ever experienced insomnia, you would not wish it on your worst enemy. It's just the most horrendous feeling of frustration, not being able to sleep. And for me, it turned into a mild form of OCD because I ended up worrying about sleeping and I would start having this like, you know, really obsessive kind of bedtime ritual and my poor bloke, you know, I wouldn't let him come into the bed with me until, you know, an hour after I'd gone to bed to make sure I was asleep because I was such a light sleeper. You know, if someone sneezed in India, I would wake up. I was that much of a light sleeper. And so, you know, on the nights where... I couldn't sleep or wouldn't let myself get to sleep, I um, would wake up, quote unquote, in the morning just feeling absolutely wrecked, so deeply frustrated, so full of anger, so full of frustration that I ended up um, feeling like I wanted to self-harm. And I did on a couple of occasions self-harm, not to the point where I needed hospitalising. It was just more of a kind of skin scratchy, hair pulley type of behaviour. But it was a sign that I was just so at the end of my tether, at my absolute wits end. And insomnia will do that to you. Um, so a year ago, I think, where are we now? We're 2020. So in 2019, I found a wonderful functional medicine practitioner and I got some tests done. I actually got some answers. I got the answers that I needed. So I, um, and, and I was, you know, I was, I was really kind of, I didn't want to spend the money. I'll be honest with you. I felt very reluctant to spend the money on a, a health coach and I felt very reluctant to spend the money on a fitness trainer on a personal trainer but I knew those were the things that I really needed to do in order to start moving forward so I saw my functional medicine practitioner and I got some Dutch tests done which are dry urine tests and they show your hormone levels after they've been metabolized through your system so there's a lot that they can tell through the Dutch test they can tell um, whether you I've got the breast cancer marker. They can tell what your stress hormones are doing and they can tell what your sex hormones are doing. And it's really, really revealing. And of course, I worked with her. I got my sleep sorted out. I went on a kind of diet and lifestyle protocol and I um, started feeling a lot better very, very quickly. And then I decided that I was going to invest in a personal trainer. A friend of mine was a PT and I knew she was a PT but I had a fear of exercise. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I had a fear of sweating, actually. 
Um, and, you know, I hadn't really exercised properly for a good, I would say, five years. Um, done a bit of yoga, done a bit of walking, but no sort of strength training, no resistance training, no form of cardio. And so I decided that, you know, I really needed some some help. I needed some intervention. I couldn't do it myself. Um, so I had a session with her and really I've never looked back. I've actually been seeing her f- since September last year, which is about nine months now. And yesterday I did my first 3K run, which is amazing for somebody who has got you know, a degenerative disc in her spine and for somebody who's really suffered with achy joints and sore boobs and just always said, you know, always had that belief, oh, I never, I'll never be a runner. Running is just not for me. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of what I've achieved so far, but it kind of had to get to a point where I was so completely burnt out and just so, um, yeah, just feeling awful. And I think that's what a lot of women are like. And, you know, I get it, I understand, we don't wanna make those lifestyle shifts because they are quite hard and often we do need things to get to a point where they are, where they're really bad. So we just can't tolerate them anymore. You know, I see a lot of clients who come to me, especially my my female clients um, for weight loss, come to me saying, you know, I've just eaten a pound of cakes over the weekend or, you know, just carb loaded, felt absolutely awful. And, you know, this is my breaking, I am at breaking point. Most people make shifts, lifestyle shifts when they're at breaking point. They know that that's it. It's not going to get any better without intervention. So that's when they, they seek out help. And often, you know, when, when women decide to invest, that's when they're, you know, the stakes are higher, they're held accountable, and um, they, they're going to really make those shifts. So I realise now, I get it, I get the importance of lifestyle in relation to perimenopause and postmenopausal health. And I also get the consistency issue now. You know, back in when I was 20, I would go on a diet for three months and I'd lose two stone. And then, you know, I'd be able to eat and drink all the crap that I liked and maybe put weight on slowly over a year or something. And it would never go around my belly. But yeah, belly fat was definitely another marker. I couldn't understand why I this belly fat had appeared out of nowhere, along with the stress. You know, I did not put the pieces together, but the the stress, the belly fat, the sleepless nights, the um, sore boobs, the painful periods, the PMT, the sort of achy ovaries during ovulation, um, the achy joints, did not put all of those pieces together, had no idea. Oh, and the panic attacks and the anxiety and the night sweats as well, the burnout, And something else I haven't even mentioned was the low stomach acid. Um, You know, it's all part of the same thing. It's all part of the perimenopausal transition. And that's why I say, ladies, don't wait until you're 50 to start learning about it. You know, share this information with your 35 plus friends because this could save them 
a lot of aggravation. Um, you know, if you know it, knowledge is power at the end of the day, right? But knowledge in action is way more powerful. And, it, you know, first step is knowledge. So we have to acknowledge that we need the knowledge and then we can start to implement. So, so like I say in my intro, you know, this can be that the menopause has the power to be um, extremely empowering. And the reason for that is that we can learn so much along the way. You know, I had absolutely no idea that I would feel so healthy, so vibrant at this age. You know, two years ago, three years ago, I felt I felt about 80 years old in my body. I felt crooked. You know, I had so much lower back pain, joint pain, brain fog, no mental clarity, no confidence. And now, you know, I feel I feel the opposite of that. And I'm not saying that it's done, it's complete because, you know, we're, we're always evolving. We're always on a journey to um, improving ourselves, to stretching ourselves, to challenging ourselves. And I think, you know, we need our health first and foremost. If we don't have our health, then it's very difficult to face relationship challenges and, you know, financial challenges or business challenges as well, or grow in relationship and business. So that's why I feel that health is so important and fundamental for a great menopause transition. And that's why, you know, this whole transition can be so super empowering. We have the ability to learn so much we have the ability to clear out all of that childhood programming so that we can become autonomous, independent, flourishing women that can go out into the world and truly make a huge difference in, um, in society, in our communities, in our families and with each other. So there we go. That's the end of the first episode of the Menopause Mindset. And I'd love to invite you to come on over to my Facebook group, which has got the same name, the menopause mindset and get involved with some of the conversations that are going on over there also come on over to instagram as well you'll love my insta stories so you'll find me at sally garozzo mind mentor and if you are interested in the hypnotherapy work that i do and wonder how it can help you through perimenopause just head on over to sallygarozzo.com all right guys i will see you next week